Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm so excited to hear some iTunes reviews. Please tell me there's some new ones. Well, we haven't had one since the 26th of November. <sighs> But it does say, best content ever from Gareth. These guys delivered the most consistently consistent content. The staring contest on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we've already read that one. I think one. we've read this one. Um, 26th November, the cult of personality. Thanks for the amazing podcast, guys. Love hearing your thoughts on each show, especially AEW. Since I don't have BT Sport, I can't watch WWE. I think that's on BT Sport anyway. I'm just thankful you guys are reviewing it because let's face it, someone has to. Uh, someone has to. Consistently love the great reviews, great laughs. Let's raise a beer 52 and say cheers. I think that was new. That one is new. Well, that that this is this is a shout out to all the SWAF Nation, all the Ollie Holics out there, all the what do you what do you call yours? JN37 said it's great to see Terry being promoted from making occasional silent appearances on Laurie's videos to being a producer. What's it, when that's a new one. That was from the 25th of November. That was when people when Terry came in to produce uh... the Survivor series. Uh, predictions video and we kept saying producer Terry and everyone was like mm. well the cat was like, no 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 Terry with an eye well just like the debut of Hook <laughs> everyone can look forward to the debut of Terry on screen for the Christmas special she is in the Christmas special a uh, pre-warning for that though everyone the audio is terrible yeah yeah we do like Laurie did his best Laurie really worked to like make it sound good and it did for a bit and then it just doesn't. Mm. It's it's an OBS thing. So it sounds much better when it's just you and I. People should definitely give some reviews on iTunes, though, shouldn't they? That's Apple Podcasts. 100%. Get them in. And we'll read them out on air. I got this message, though. Do you know um, yesterday you and I were doing the uh, Russell Talk Extra, right? What, what a show. People should also... Go over to our Patreon page to listen to that. Yeah, so Wrestle Talk Extra is, uh, we review old classic pay-per-views. It's our Patreon exclusive that we do every month. It's been a lot of fun. We're doing it for about four or so years now. 
on that, you and I were talking about the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And on the Friday, uh, Pete had the day off. He still showed up to the meeting because he wanted to be a bit punchy and sort of have a go at everyone and tell them all to F off because he had the day off and we were working. He had his first beer and he got a bit excited. Um, so, And we were like, man, what's up with Pete? Like, you know, he was very feisty. Came in, he was mad hungover and he was all swears. And he was just like, mic dropping, F the lot of you, I'm having a day off. It's my birthday today. And he, I got this message from him. Happy birthday, you championship stealing, fake, cheap, lousy asshole. What's gotten into the boy? People are probably at home thinking, wow, you know, they're being pretty consistent with this is Pete Vine storyline. And now I'm like, is he working us? <laughs> I was going to text him and be like, you're trying to make me be the heel here. Like, I think you want to turn baby face, don't you? Yeah, Pete wants Luke to turn heel. <laughs> So Pete can tell this story he wants to tell. <laughs> but we're all like, nah. <laughs> no, that sounds like a lot of work, actually. How was your weekend? It was uh, it was drunken. Uh, Saturday was incredibly long drinking, starting at two. I was, because I, I was an adult. I booked us a table for 15 people. Part, like, lot. friends from school and their partners. A baby came. A baby was brought along. Mm-hmm. They had to go pretty early. That, that'll happen. Boring. <laughs> How old's the baby? Uh, a year and a week, I think. No, I mean, they probably could have hung around for a bit. They longer. probably could have, couldn't they, Jack? There's probably nap, couldn't they? Nap schedules. Um, well, he, he actually got the wrong. He thought the place we went to was a lot closer to him than it was. Which, yeah, I could see there was there seemed to be some tension. Oh, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. I told him exactly where it was. He got it wrong. Anyway, anyway, that was a, a lovely meal was had by all, and then we kept on drinking and drinking, and then we went to Weatherspoons. Oh, you classy guys! We went, and this is this is my <laughs> this is my school friends. You know, we grew up in Dartford. This is where we would go out. Girls, and we we just like to regress. We don't want to go to this fancy hipster brewery for too long. Why did Why did you book in the first place? Well, because we did want to. Well, that's what I mean. We were adults. I know, but you were just you were kidding yourselves, really, weren't you? The ladies were there. <laughs> My lady partner was born in Hampton. <laughs> that's near Richmond. It's one of the the most expensive boroughs in London. So I've got to like you know, here's your sourdough bread. Here's this. I'm really. I just want a pot noodle and a Guinness. <laughs> Get me a picture of something purple. Yeah, I'm labour. I'm a labour boy. I want chips served to me on blue and white plates. Anyway, very quickly, uh, it, it turned into, well, very quickly, 8pm to midnight. Well, the spoons in karaoke. So I double karaoke yeah. and my voice is still a little bit, there's, there's not much more force to it, I don't think. I was going to suggest we do some karaoke on today's show. Because oh, you and I, don't, I, don't you and I are I running out of shows to do this year we've only got three shows together for the rest mm. of the year really well through live shows yeah i guess aw and then raw next week oh i'm so excited for aw though oh, winter is coming Oof. oh it's not the only thing <laughs> um yeah and then raw next week and then i'm mm. off until like the new year uh, i mean there'll be like you know the the best of shows i guess and you want to do some sing songs 
we don't have to do it today. We'll sing on. happy birthday to you today. <laughs> could do it on AEW, I suppose. I didn't get to do karaoke at the Christmas oh, party, yeah, so yeah. I was sort of thinking, I'm getting missing out here. Not like Andy levels of missing out. Like I'm, FOMO. I'm, I, a lot of people were leaving comments on the uh, podcast extras, the YouTube version of it, being like, Andy, just go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> He's at home, like, just clenching. <laughs> Let's get into the show itself. We're going to be talking about Raw. We struggled to find a title this week. Oh, jeez. I mean, it might be a very short review. Let's find out. Here it is. Hello and welcome to the Raw. What am I doing? That's not how you start. That's the show. not how I start the show. You start with the title. That threw me off. Thought me holding up the belt. I don't know what threw me off. <laughs> What's the name? What's the ta- Biggie? B- Biggie is not over, and it's and it's WWE's fault. Biggie is not over, and it's WWE's fault. Not mine. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D, and your J T J Ampium. Uh, please. Give us a subscribe, press the thumbs up button, leave us a comment with what you think on Biggie's push while we talk last night's episode of Raw, which was a bit of a slog to get through. We were just sort of talking off mic a little bit before we came on today, and we had a bit of a chat about this this morning where I didn't know what to talk about on this show, mm. really didn't know what to talk about on this show. I was like, I guess we'll talk about Bobby Lashley going into the title match. Or we could talk about Marie slapping Miz. That's the most watched thing on WWE's YouTube channel. Via Mahan. Still coming. Still coming. Winter's coming. Yeah. Winter's going to get here before Via Mahan. I mean, I actually, have they been teasing Veer Mahan for now two Winter is Comings? I will tell you. Have you not seen this? No. Uh, so this was from Ace King Off Suit on Reddit. The Veer is coming to Raw vignettes began 49 days ago. <laughs> Hit Row's entire main <laughs> roster run was 48 days. Oh, oh that stings a bit, doesn't it? Mm. Oh, man, that really does sting. Yeah, because he was like, it was when the, the draft, wasn't it? And then it was a couple of weeks of the draft where they had the crossovers and stuff. So anyway, we were struggling to think of a title. And then you struck upon the idea of Big E's not really working as WWE champion, is he? And we were, But we both came to the agreement was like, yeah, it's not, but it's not his fault. No, no, not at all. It's just that WWE don't know how to book a babyface. But they do, because they did it with Drew McIntyre last year. Hmm. Drew McIntyre wins at WrestleMania, goes on this like you know, really successful run. He's always protected. He's always the focus. It's in singles feuds. It really felt like Raw, under those first six months of Drew's reign, was the Drew McIntyre show. And that's what I want my wrestling shows to be when it's when they've got a main champion. Like, that's kind of my problem with AEW right now. It doesn't feel like it's the Hangman Page show, does it? It feels like it's the CM Punk and Brian Danielson show, Featuring Hangman Page. And unfortunately, Big E is in a similar predicament, far worse though, where he needs to be the focus. He needs to have like really good storylines, really good matches, and really good angles to get him over because he is still an unproven main event draw. But 
he is getting lost in a triple threat feud, which was more about Seth and Kevin Owens anyway. But okay, that was a really well-told story. I was getting a kick out of it. But last week, they were just like, uh, uh, put, a, put a Bobby Lashley in it. And now Lashley's been added, and he beats Big E on this episode, along with everybody else. And now I'm like, Big E is, this is not a good run. This is not a good run as champion. And I, I that that must really hurt Big E. He's not stupid. He knows what's happening here. Yeah. He also lost the Survivor Series mm-hmm. and hasn't really felt like he's had that big win off the back of that. You know, to sort of like reestablish the fact that you are the WWE champion and you are the, the face of this. Because that's the other thing as well. They often talk about like, who's the face of Monday Night Raw? Because it sure as heck isn't our WWE champion. The Bobby Lashley thing. Talk about being the Charlotte Flair of this feud. You know, just being randomly inserted into a match you've got no business being in. What's what annoys me the most about this is there's no storyline justification for why he's there. They can pretend there's one. Oh, it's about disrespect. You, you lost mm-hmm. months and months at a time to try and win back the title. And then you went into a different feud. That's what happens. But obviously Vince woke up last week and was like, God damn it, pal. Why isn't Bobby Lashley? Why isn't the Almighty going for the belt? I should, we should just put the title back on him. So they're now like shoehorned in a reason to put him in there. <clears throat> and then they set up this gimmick for the show where Bobby and MVP open the show and they talk about the, the disrespect that they're not in the title match. You all right? Getting excited. <laughs> the disrespect that they're not in the, the title match. And then... Kevin Owens comes out and he talks about the fact that he had to earn his way into this. Seth Rollins comes out and says, I had to earn my way into this. Big E comes out to say something. And then Pierce and DeVille appear on the stage. And they're like, do you know what, Bobby? We think it's actually a great idea that you get put into this match. So long as you can beat all three of the people in one night. And I wrote, brilliant. What a way to build a title match by beating all three opponents to lead up to it. Because there was Bobby was always going to be inserted in. So you pinned two of the contenders and the WWE champion in one night to build a pay-per-view match for the title. There's so much wrong with it because it's not just that. It is also Bobby Lashley, the bad guy, right? Mm -hmm. The heel. Well, that's what I, at one point I thought he turned face in all of this. When he was beating up Rollins and Owens afterwards and Big E was helping him and they were sort of like working together. I was like, did he turn face all of a sudden? Did I miss this? And there was that video package two weeks ago where it was like, look at Bobby, what a family man. Look at all these collegiate achievements. Um, But he, yeah, he had to beat three guys on the same night. And that's an underdog babyface story. Yeah. So it just utterly fails on every element of psychology, really. I've actually just got to highlight Furthausen's comment here as well, which is, if Big E wins at day one, who's next? Who's left? He's beaten... Who cares? He's beaten three of the top contenders in one foul swoop. From Breaker. Well, that's the other side. You've gone through three months, four months, five months worth of stories for one match at day one. Mm. And five months, six months worth of contenders (laughs) for one match on January 1st, like for the start (laughs) of the year. It just burns things out. And I don't, and I think Biggie needs a bigger win than this. Like, I'm sure in WWE's mind, oh man, he's beaten three top contenders. Like, that really puts him over. No, he, what put him over was beating Bobby Lashley in a singles match. Yeah. 
if he'd have beaten Rollins in a singles match, and then you'd have done the Rollins Owens triple threat at the Rumble, say, and he won that, then you would have felt like, okay, Biggie is really starting to prove himself as a champion. For, for me, like the worrying writing was on the wall when in his first matches he had as WWE champion, he was just selling for 90% of the match. Mm. And then and it was like, uh-oh, yeah, he's John Cena. Yeah, yeah, we both said that same thing, didn't we? So, okay, you're going to do it. You're going to add in Lashley, right? Do you do the version where you beat all the other people in one night ahead of the pay-per-view? Or, because how bad does that make Big E look? Yeah. Or, do you do, and I'm not, I don't think this is the best version. Like, it's still a bad idea, but you want Lashley added. Lashley has a three-man, well, four-man faction, three of them active wrestlers. How will they coexist? But they're not really a faction, are they? But they are when you need them to be. Have the Hurt Business taking on Owens, Rollins, and Big E, who are united in not wanting Lashley to be added to the match. They self-implode, whereas the Hurt Business, you know, they're a long-running, always-together, <laughs> fully-functioning unit. I'm sure Cedric and Shelton are thrilled that Bobby is in the main event. And you're right. Like, that is a very easy way around this. And the other thing that made Big E look like a complete dunderhead on this show is in the main event. It's a no-DQ main event, and it's Big E versus Bubbles. Owens and Rollins run out to attack Bobby Lashley because they don't want Bobby Lashley added to the match. Quite rightly so. You don't want him added to the match. They think he's not earned this spot. We think it should just be a triple threat. We'll keep it between us. Big E stops them mm. and throws them out of the ring, puts Kevin Owens through a table. And then you've got Big E and Bobby Lashley fighting with each other, like like siding together to take on their heels. And I'm like, oh man, are we getting a can they coexist tag team match yeah. next week? And then he's just like, no, you and me, Bobby, we're going to do this together, just the two of us. MVP clips him in the back of the leg so that Bobby wins by cheating. Made him look like a complete prick. Yeah. It was no good, and it really has taken one of the shining lights of Raw, which was this triple threat program. Whatever story they had, they they left it. Oh, yeah. So just to recap, it was Lashley beating Owens. Owens just tapped. The, the Hurt Lock wasn't even on. They went five minutes. Hurt Lock was half applied. Owens tapped, got out of there. Yeah. Smart man. Smart. I'm trying. To, he's saving himself for the pay per view, and he rational. He rationalised with Rollins in a backstage segment. Look, I was out first. If I can't beat him, then you can. Like I wasn't. I wasn't going to beat him in that moment. So I'm saving mm. myself. Now it's up to you, Rollins. Which you know, it's and the Lashley Rollins match also had a pretty neat finish. I really like the finish where this. where. Seth is like, no, I don't want your help, Owens. And he wrestles a bit with Lashley. He's on the ramp. And Kevin Owens comes out and just boop, punches Seth Punch in the face. What I love is, so he attacks Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins is incensed yeah, yeah. that Kevin Owens attacked him. You're like, what are you doing? Why are you always attacking me? And then the re the, they announce, your winner by disqualification. <laughs> Seth. Seth then picks up and he's like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, the, there is... Seth and Kevin Owens, there's something there. Oh, they're really They're is. really funny together. Yeah. Um, but then they restarted the match. Lashley won right away. You know, these these are good character beats, but they're good goofy character beats. 
and this doesn't feel like befitting of a giant WWE title match like it did just a few weeks ago. Yeah. When Kevin Owens was this unhinged, sort of deluded babyface slash heel. And you remember when he like went to cheat and he cheated and Biggie was like, what the F, man? And Owens was like, I didn't mean that. I didn't. Like, how psychologically complex was that? And you've gone from that to goofy Owens and Seth. And as great as that is, oh my God, it's it's leaving so much on the table. It's not the best version of this story. And ultimately, as we've already said, Bobby beat Big E. So oh, I just don't care about this match now. Yeah, I we you said to me last week, do you think Bobby's going to be put into the title match? And I was like, I don't see why, because there's no storyline reason for him to be there. But yep, you're absolutely right. You were bang on the banana. He got put into this match. And I now do care less about this match. I still do think Big E is going to retain at day one. But I don't think it's doing anything for him by retaining. And I do have this fear that they're going to put the belt back on Bobby. Hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's get into the 
Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get them in. We'll read out everyone over five dollars. The bad one, uh, excuse me, the bad one, Jam Beard. He's changed his name, right? No, no. The bad been... one, Ryan B. Bad. No, no, he's been Jam Beard for a while. Oh, okay. I think Biggie is going to pin Owens in the match and it will be Seth versus Biggie at the Rumble because Seth will complain he never got pinned or a singles championship match. Yeah, I mean, Seth has been screwed in all of this. Uh, Laxami Narasimhan B. So Lashley won a championship contenders match, a championship contenders contenders match, and a championship contenders 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 match all in one night to become a championship contender. Well, I thank WrestleTalk for watching Raw on my behalf. Once again... We never say his name right. <laughs> Bringing in the great chats. Great chats. Uh, Trenton Brown. This roar is too sad slash boring to talk about. Let's talk about something positive. About time. About time. So, Luke, how about that Sonic 2 movie trailer? How about that Sonic 2 movie trailer, right? Oh, my God. I saw it at half past 2 a.m. last Thursday. Oh, or last Friday. Even. Mwah. Just, just, just amazing. Mm. Like, I, can you imagine what the world would have looked like if they hadn't changed the design the bigger eyes if they if they hadn't gone for you know how sonic actually looks and gone for that movie aesthetic where someone in hollywood was like well no i know better i know how to make a movie no that's not a character design mm. this is a character design but no they they realized that they changed their ways and then we got that poster and it's sonic 2 on the biplane with tails in the pilot seat and dr robotnik in an egomatic behind him and i was like well this is Seven-year-old me's mind is being completely blown here, and 36-year-old Luke's mind is also being blown. It's such a cool trailer. I'm happy for you. Thanks, bud. It's it's so, so cool. Adam Simpson. I have to say, I only watch WWE through YouTube clips because I don't have BT. The fact that they can't even make a three-minute YouTube clip seem interesting is honestly mind-boggling. Anyway, tomorrow's amazing Spider-Man and Dynamite. What better... O'Reilly, maybe? Tony Khan did say that surprises are coming, and it's not just winter is coming we should be keeping an eye on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is Spider-Man out tomorrow? I Well, I think so, because they're the premiere for it, so I think I think it is out this week. Yeah, it's definitely out on Friday. But is it... Can I see it tomorrow? Let's have a look. Let me go. Cineworld. I mean, I'm happy for Sonic 2, but... <laughs> Uh, Ashford, Wednesday. Yes, yeah, Spider-Man, you can go see it tomorrow. <gasps> oh, crap! I've got Quizzlemania! Oh, Davis has double-booked himself. I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it in my head? Ah! We we should go see it in the morning. I've got I've got the news. We can go see it after that. What, you were... What's the earliest screening? So, um... We need to find which cinema we need to go to. But you and I could go see it, because we're recording Cineworld at three... And we've got a meeting at two. We've got to be at that meeting at two because there's Secret Santa to be done. Oh, but we could try and go. Maybe we could try and go see it at lunchtime. Right, well, let's have a look. Let's yeah, have a yeah. look. The bad one, Jam Beard. Happy birthday, Luke. Your gift is absolute, an absolutely terrible roar. <laughs> In fairness, it wasn't a terrible roar. It was just boring. I thought it was terrible. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it I was I'm numb to it. Because the, the booking was so bad. Yeah, but like... And That's... every baby face, apart from Belair, lost. Well, here's here is where I think I currently sit with Raw. Mm. You're absolutely right. The booking was real bad. The writing was real bad. Rhea Ripley lost in 48 seconds. But I've I've seen that for all of 2021. So now I'm just like, 
Well, there you yeah. go. That's another episode of that show, I guess. Four out of five. <laughs> El Votios. The moment I saw that the only announcement for Raw yesterday was what Lashley was going to do after the attack last week and nothing else, I knew this was going to be a disaster. Only watching your reviews. Love you all. LIW for life. Thank you uh, very much for all of those chats coming in on the Fightful show. Uh, Fightful post show with Sean and Denise. People didn't really want to talk about Raw much either. They just wanted to talk about Hook. And Hook. And Denise was like, are we still talking about Hook? Like it, came, it, was, it was on Friday. And I was like, no, still going to talk about Hook now. A lot of our predictions, we've just recorded our 2022 prediction show. So many predictions about Hook. And what are, we, I, you didn't read any of those Well, out. that's because a lot of them were like, Hook will win every title in <laughs> AEW. Well, this is phenomenal. So we've got a, uh, to, to sort of optimize our, our videos, we've got a keyword explorer. You search keyword and then it has like the next things that are searched for in order. Uh, so like usually you'd type in AW and it would come up AW Dynamite, AW Dynamite Full Show, AW Dynamite Highlights, AW Rampant, that sort of thing. The top one. Hook. AEW Hook. AEW Hook. AEW Hook Music is number two. So the boy is over. What happens if I type in Hook? Hook AEW. Hook AEW is outranking Hooked on a Feeling. <laughs> the song. I mean, I've been actually keeping an eye on the chat as well because I'd use it to see if anyone's saying that the audio is bad or anything. And everyone, like every now and again, you'll just see someone go like, Hook. <laughs> In all caps, just Hook. Send Hook. Hook's been sent. Well, we, we haven't spoken publicly about it. I don't know what you do on the Twitter. But we were talking on WrestleTalk Extra about how he is going to get over based on the strength of his hair alone because he has the hair of Steve from Stranger Things. <laughs> it is. It's incredible hair, isn't it? It's, it's, I want, can I get his hair on my head? Do you know what I'm saying? Can I, I do operations for that? My, uh, my other favourite part of this is that, you know, the internet's been going wild for Hook. For the last year anyway like he was sort of ironically over like via twitter kind mm. of like in the way you know tamina was over at wrestlemania like it's just an internet thing and then he debuted and i was like oh man he's actually a badass like he's actually real cool and he's like a really cool wrestler he's like this amazing presentation incredible aura he just looks so so cool and everyone's into him in a legit sense to it he's only just been signed by the company as well like AEW put out that are saying Hook is all elite. So then everyone was like, wait, he's not been signed this whole time? It was literally just the dad was bringing his kid to work? That's great. But just as a reality check, folks, it was the lowest rated quarter of <laughs> Rampage. Twitter isn't a real place. It's really not. As John uh, Moxley said, no one has a good time going on Twitter. Right, so um, we've already spoken about the opening of the show, which was that sort of Lashley setup. Talk about most of the show, really. Yeah. Uh, then we got Riddle versus Otis, because Otis laid out Riddle after the RK Broniment tournament match last week. Riddle did all he could. Otis kept on catching him, and in the end, like in five minutes, squashed him with a world's strongest slam. So what we have done is last week we had a tournament to set up a number one contenders 
so we could have a match with one of the teams that lost in that number one contenders tournament to pin the champion to become <coughs> the number one contenders. So it was meant to be Street Profits versus... The Mysterios. The Mysterios, but some, some something's up with Montez Ford, Meltzer said. That's why he wasn't there. Ah, okay. But yeah, this was... I did, stop beating Riddle. Well, he's the jobber of the team. <sighs> Randy's the star. Did you watch the SmackDown match? That whole that match was New Day and the Usos working over mm. Riddle for 95% of the time to get the Randy Orton hot tag so he can go in and get the win. Randy has got the sweetest job right now. He is the modern day Kevin Nash. <laughs> He's like, I do my high spots, my hot, my hot tag, that's it. They did a backstage segment with Riddle and the cast of Jackass Forever and Randy Orton was also there. Because mm. Randy Orton's new gimmick now, at least this is what I thought they stopped doing it this week, was he's got nothing to say. So Riddle will talk to the Jackass crew for ages and ages and ages and ages, and they'll talk back to him for ages and ages and ages. Randy says nothing, and then Riddle goes, Randy, do you have anything to say? And Randy goes, no, I don't, and walks off. He doesn't even have to cut promos anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's that he is Dan. <laughs> Damn! Um, after that, we got Dewdrop versus Bianca Belair. A really good match, I thought, apart from one botched spot, that Hurricane Rana. I love watching Dewdrop wrestle. I think she is she is what Nia Jack should have been from an in-ring work perspective. She really believably throws people around. Um, but, you know, it, Belair beat her. <clears throat> Got beaten up all the match, but then managed to powerbomb her off the second rope. 4.51. Hate this. Hate that. Yeah. Hated this a lot hated this it was my favorite thing on the show last week hated this follow-up and that is the story of Dewdrop on the main roster <clears throat> starts off something real good and then bollocks is it the following week apparently ww have also trademarked the name piper niven so there's every chance that she does go back to that name but i hated this so the story you were telling was that bianca belair can hit the kod on anyone she hit it on Tamina for two weeks running. That was actually a smart little bit of booking, a bit of storytelling there. She hit it on Tamina two weeks in a row. Now she's feuding with Dewdrop. Can she hit the move on Dewdrop? Oh, man, then you have the match last week. And she lifts her up. Oh, no, her back gives out. And Dewdrop has almost psychologically won the match. So she walks away. I've got nothing to prove. It was a, not a great finish, but you can kind of ride around it to be like, I've proven that you can't hit the KOD on me. Mm -hmm. So what else do I have to do in this match? And then Belair just wins. She doesn't hit the KOD, but she just wins anyway. So what's the story here? Because surely the, the, the point of this is Bianca Belair hits the KOD and wins. I've seen her win now. I don't need to see her hit the move. She's won. But that's, yeah, that's the story. But that's not, it's not a oh, story. The, the, the crowd, sto no, the the crowd don't care about the wins. They just want to see the move get hit. This is so bad. Yes, you beat me last week, but you didn't hit your finishing move on me. So, Doudrop, you've lost twice in this feud and you want to lose for a third time. Brilliant. You, you beat me with a signature. Oh, my God. This is crap. Really, really rubbish. Why? Why the... <clears throat> I, need, I need this one. Why did Bianca win this? This is such an easy story to tell. Have her attempt to do it again. She can't do it. Do drop pins her. And then she's like, you, can't hit, pinner, you can't hit your move on me. Mm. It doesn't matter. You can pin her now. She's going to win the feud eventually. But she's already... She's won the feud. 
She's beaten her twice in two weeks. And the match will just happen again next week. I hate this, hate this, hate this. This is terrible television. So Belair wins. Two drops in the ring, recovering. <laughs> and Bianca's at the top of the ramp celebrating. And then she's attacked from behind by Dewdrop. And I'm like, <laughs> what? How How did she get behind her? I'm so glad I'm not the only one that saw this. <laughs> I tuned into the Fightful Review and they were just like, and then Dewdrop attacked her from behind. I was like, she teleported. She. We saw her in the ring selling. Yeah. Bianca Belair walked to the ring and then Dewdrop ran out from the back to attack her. How did she get there? Have you seen the movie The Prestige? Uh, oh yes, I have. Yeah, you reckon it's a, you think there's two of them? Yeah, twins. <laughs> I said in my review, two drop. Oh my god! <clears throat> anyway, uh, there was a montage of all the college athletes for WWE's Next in Line program, the well, class of tomorrow. There's a lot of them. Oh yeah, you got to play the numbers game when they don't know how to wrestle yet. <laughs> And Gable Stevenson was hungry in the so, crowd, eating his medal. To correct you, that's Stevenson. Stevenson. Not Stevenson. Lashley B. Owens. Veer Mahan is coming. Becky Lynch came out, cut a really good promo, I thought. She's great at delivering words. Um, but the crowd, you know, you know, it's it's weird, isn't it? When the crowd are just all standing there with their arms crossed and their mouths not moving. And the audio sounds like, yeah, boo. And like, actually, when you think about it, the boos and the cheers sound really similar to other boos and cheers that happened seconds beforehand. Don't know what's up there. I, I mean, perhaps I'm reading between your lines here. Are you telling me that WWE piped in audio? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh so Becky just said, you know, I beat Liv last week. Morgan came out. I don't think she's actually that good a promo. I don't know if it's the material she's given. I think it's 100% the material she's given. Yeah. yeah. Their, their, their idea here is that, well, we'll just keep beating her and that will get people to like her. WWE we like to make their baby <laughs> works last week? WWE like to make their baby faces look like losers. Yes. And they made her look like a loser again here. Not helped by the fact, and you could hear, I can almost hear Kevin Dunn being angry about this. Liv stops to cut her promo on the ramp. There's this little girl in the crowd who is a big Becky Lynch fan. She's wearing a, a, a The Man t-shirt. She's got like a little Becky doll. And she is booing Liv Morgan, sticking her tongue out of her like, boo, you suck. You Becky, su you, Becky rules. <laughs> Becky rules, you suck, Liv. And the camera then just like tries to crop her out of the shot. They ask Liv Morgan to step forward a couple of paces because this little kid is ruining the story yeah. we're telling. But that's that's another example of it's not a good sign for an arena show when you can hear individual people in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And I know she was right there, but usually you don't hear that. So, uh, yeah. Um, also, it kind of undermines Becky saying, look, I'm such a good heel. Look at this girl who hates me. It was a picture of the girl from the previous week who looks, you know, the new angry Miz girl when Liv lost. But they cropped out her dad laughing <laughs> oh <my> at <laughs> <laughs> This was not a great promo by Liv. I don't think her character is great at the moment. Um, I don't think... Really, for me, what turned me off Liv was when she laughed at Becky Lynch for showing emotion. Yeah. Like that, it, it becomes a really muddled character story you're telling. Because then at the end of this, she challenges Becky to another match at day one. 
and then Becky attacks her and like you know hurts her arm by drop kicking it into the steps, and then she accepts the match because now Liv is injured. Uh, so it's not what I would have done. I I pitched what I would have done last week, mm-hmm. uh, but I I just they're just doing the rematch at day one because why not? After that, AJ Styles cut a promo backstage about how he genuinely wants Amos to succeed. Of course, they had a bit of a fallen out the last two weeks. And Amos is actually behind him because, you know, he's such a subtle, sneaky guy. Yeah. And Amos is like, ah, oh, you said that about me. And he hugs him. Yeah, so AJ's, AJ's turning on him, like, right. immediately. He's going to eliminate from the rumble. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Reggie and Dana Brooke really do look like they're going to have a romantic storyline. They're walking in the park in the snow. Reggie asks her out for a drink. But then R-Truth, Akira Tozawa, and Tamina ambush them. I mean, Nia Jax isn't there anymore. And you have to give Reggie a romantic storyline. Mm. Because I think that's all Vince knows how... Romantic storyline and flips. Like, that's all he knows to do with Reggie. So he's just like, well, we'll just do it with Dana Brooke instead now. Nia's not here anymore. And there's potential there for some fun comedy of them trying to do dates trying to go out for drink, trying to go out for dinner, yeah. walks in the park. You could almost do, you know, like the walk through the snow. I was like, man, is this the next Netflix Christmas film? <laughs> I quite enjoyed Love Heart. Then uh, maybe we'll get, did you watch it? I watched Single All The Way. Oh, how was on that? On Friday. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the, the great thing about it is you look on Leatherboxd afterwards <laughs> and it's just mostly people going, this is true equality. Gay people have rubbish rom-coms as well now. (laughs) You know, it's not about coming out to the family or anything. It's just a really, really generic rom-com. Yeah. I'd recommend Love Hard. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, A really good good emotional core to it Mm. as well. Um, Anyway, what was I saying? So, yes, there's (laughs) some good potential for comedy here. Problem is, A, WWE don't know how to write comedy. B, they've got their one joke, which is Tazawa and Truth saying you at each other, which I think they've been doing for two years oh now. God. So that joke's not funny anymore. And that means that what we're going to have is just bad segments. The TV is trying to turn <laughs> itself off because it's so bored by this show. <laughs> Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah. Um, Damien Priest tagged with Finn Balor against those dirty, dirty dogs. Uh, you know, good wrestling for the time they were given. But Austin Theory got up on the apron and distracted Balor. Ziggler won. Austin Theory. <sighs> what, what's your beef with Austin Theory? No, no real beef with Austin Theory. It's more just everything else. You know, why isn't Finn getting pushed? Why can't I get the Dolph Ziggler priest match that was kind of set up last week? Well, that was to give Dolph a win here mm. in a tag match. Well, we'll come back on to Austin because we got another Vince segment. Rhea Ripley took on Queen Zelina. Oh, uh, they had a little promo backstage beforehand. Rhea and Nikki uh, talking about how Nikki's rubbish. and Not only that, but also how Rhea's rubbish as well. Mm-hmm. Nikki, like She literally says to you, it's like, you beat Charlotte Flair. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Cool. What a great character. Match begins. Carmella tries to get in the ring. Nikki chases her. Carmella superkicks Nikki. Nikki's hurt. Rhea's like, oh no, my friend. Zelina rolls her up. 
pinned in under a minute. 48 seconds. Rhea Ripley pinned. She was sec She came second in the Royal Rumble. She nearly won it. Pinned in 48 seconds by Zelina Vega. All four foot nothing of her. Then Lashley beat Rollins. Then we got, here we are. Come on. Austin Theory walks into Vince McMahon's office and there is Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz. You know, you know, they wrestled on main event. Did they? Yeah. I think they lost to T-Bar or they beat T-Bar. T-Bar never picked up a win. No. I don't believe that for a second. I'm going to cage match check, to double check, check that. Check the results. There's no way that T-Bar won a match. I now joke that uh, Apollo was asking for his release when they <laughs> walked in. But yeah, Austin Theory comes in. He's like, hey, did you see that picture I took with Finn? How's that? I'm really learning. T-Bar won. Oh, my God. T-Bar legit won. Sorry for spoilers for main events. Yeah, he beat Apollo Crews. Get out while you can, Crews. Oh my god, T-Bar got a win! The T-Bar push begins. Come on. Bar, 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 bar. Vince, so he, he shows, Theory shows Vince the picture, and Vince goes on a weird dialogue run of saying, what do you want? You want a, you want a trophy? Do you want a... What was the second thing he said? Oh, I can't make out because he said, because he just comes in like, oh, what do you want? A pat on the back. A pat on the back. Pat on the back. And then he, but then he said to finish this off, "You are my autograph on a doily." Yeah. Well, you know, he is a hundred years old. Probably still has doilies. I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and then Vince said, "We're not friends. I don't have any friends. I'm not impressed." And then he got a pencil out of a drawer and said. Do you know what the most important part about this pencil is? It's the eraser. Well, the most important part of this pencil is it's the it's not the pencil bit. It's it's the eraser on the other side. I think what Vince was going for in this segment was some comedy. Because mm. what he does is he says when you everything you just said there, it was like, Do you want a do you want a trophy? Do you want a very bad, like eye-rolling acting, trying to, trying to pat on the back. And then he essentially insinuates that he's going to take his knob out because he's rifling under the table for so long <laughs> while staring Austin in the eye. And Austin's being like, oh, what's, the, what's this old man going to do? Oh, if I have to. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to get a match. I mean, uh, attacking Finn Balor's doing nothing for me. So <laughs> I guess, like that guy trying to get water for five first. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Have you watched that recently? No. It's the second time you've mentioned it today. They just popped my what mind was there. the exact quote? <laughs> what was the exact quote of that guy? I can't remember. I am first blowjob guy. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Oh, images or quotes? Images. It'll be a. It'll be, a it'll be there. And I and I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick, but, but that's not. <laughs> what is it? I take one for the team or something. I can't remember. Oh, but anyway, beautiful. But yeah, basically that's what it was. I was like, "Are you ready to take one for the team? Do you want some water?" And he then he just pulled out a pencil instead. He's the Booker Man, I guess. Sorry, I can't. Find, I can't find it. I'm just. I'm just reliving this ridiculous Hang on. 
thing. Fire blow job guy quotes. Oh, yeah, quote. I should have read them. The blow job guy from Firefest Doc is totally cool. Um, aha, there you go. I think we may. Have, it's on Know Your Meme. So this is the documentary Fire Festival, a spectacularly botched music festival in 2019, I think it was. And one of the guys who was organizing it, there was like this almost cult leader, con man, scammer who was in control of it all. But then there was Billy this, McFarland. Yeah. And there was this really sweet older guy who was just trying to, he was obviously in love with Billy. Yeah. And he was just trying to do everything he could. Is his name Andy King? Andy <laughs> King, yeah. And they'd run out of water. I've got, the, I've got the quote here. Oh, yeah. So I've got the quote here. So uh, in the film, the organizers, Andy King, describes a time when Bermuda Customs withheld a shipment of water bottles for the event. When Billy McFarland, the festival's founder, explained the issue to King, McFarland told him, Andy, we need you to go and take one big one for the team. You're a wonderful, uh, wonderful gay leader. We need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? King continues... I got to this custom agent's office, fully prepared to suck his dick, but he could have been nicer. He said, Andy, listen, I'll release the water, I will let you serve it, but I want the people paid first. The guy, too eager, too, too, too ready to suck a dick there, I think. Try and sort it out financially first. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, well, Where even were we? Yeah, because Vince is there for a while. I <laughs> Because he wants you to think the audience, he's going to no, take his dick out. No, his yeah. dick isn't over here. No, because like, he's the way he was like fumbling under the desk and he was staring at Austin Theory. I Look, I'm not saying it's a good joke. I'm not even saying they executed it well. I'm saying I think <sighs> that's the joke they were trying to do. Because last week's bit between them was very sexually innuendoed, wasn't it? Mm. Because... I, I, there are other ways you can impress me. And Austin Theory's like, okay, and he takes his top off and he starts doing the jumping jacks and Vince McMahon watches him leave like a perv. I d but I don't think Vince is... Vince is not writing a sort of homoerotic joke here. I mean, he is. Maybe. Hey, Stephanie McMahon said that we're going to have <laughs> LGBTQ storylines in WWE. Maybe this is it. Maybe, Maybe. This Vince was just like, no one else can do this but me. I'm the only person that can tell this story. So what do you think the eraser means? Um, well, getting rid of someone, I guess. Like, it's less about attacking Finn Balor. It's erasing him from existence. <sighs> Whatever. And finally, because we've to talked about the, the main event of Bobby beating Big E... Maurice was the host of Miz TV because the guest was the Miz who introduced a video want, package. I just want to clarify as well because some people are questioning why we said rubber. Rubber? Yes. Because oh. in America it's called an eraser, whereas over here we used to call it the, it was a rubber. Yeah, rubber. But in, in America, a rubber is a condom. Mm -hmm. So you're probably wondering what show did they watch? Yeah. <laughs> I can see why that would be confusing. <laughs> So Maurice is the host of Ms. TV. They play a, a sort of fake Hall of Fame 2022 inductee video package for the Miz. People take this feud seriously. <sighs> and Edge came out and they had a brawl. And Miz pulled Maurice in front of him, which he's done a hundred times in his career. But this time Maurice was like, well, I'm the mother to your children. She slapped the Miz and walked out. And Miz was trying to 
repair things. I mean, I still don't care. Well, I think, you know, like the first installment, because we, we're three weeks into this feud now, the first promo, interesting. Mm. Don't care about the match. The second week, more of the same. Care less about it. This week, this was a bad segment. It was because uh, it's the same promo that Edge has been cutting for three weeks now. Yeah. Like Edge came out and cut the same promo that they did week one. Like you just said there, like week one, it's a bit of intrigue in all mm. It's actually quite like, you know, blurring between the lines of, of reality and fiction. Week two, I mean, you've just raised all the same points you did in week one. <laughs> And then this week's like, oh man, you raised all of the same points you did in yeah. week one and week two. Only this time, Marie slapped Miz at the end of it and walked away, which is the only new interesting wrinkle to this. And so, yeah, like it's just, it's totally fine, but it's it's hard to care about because mm. I'm watching the same thing week in, week out. Do you, how do you see this transitioning into a Beth Phoenix and Edge versus Miz and Marie Well, I, I would wager that this is a swerve that Miz and Maurice planned this to get into Edge's head. So Edge thinks that Maurice is on his mm. side or Ed, Maurice isn't going to side with the Miz. And then at the pay-per-view at mm. day one, Maurice will help Miz win. And that's how you then get to Miz and Maurice versus Beth and Edge. <sighs> Christ. So it's at, at a guess. And then we've, we've already covered the main event. So overall, I thought this was a, a bad show. It was boring. And usually that's a two out of five level if it's boring. But it was also like the booking of having Bobby be every single one of your main event stars on the same night. Just incomprehensibly bad. But it wasn't as bad as other shows have been this year. So I gave it two out of five. But honestly, it was it was a hair away from being a one. Well, our community poll, 39% said it was a three out of five average show. 25% said it was a two out of five poor show. 26% a one out of five rawful show. Skewers negative, I'd say. Absolutely. Before we get on with our remaining Ultra Chat, let's say thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Hit the music, champ. Oh, I will do. How do you like them apples? Marcel Dura. Thank you for that message this morning. Duncan, just Duncan. Spoke in class today, Jeremy Smith. Jonathan, the Headmaster Headman. They are Spartacus. He's a family guy, Jeff Griffin. The stunning Wesley Potter. Dot, 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 dive, Dylan Cachetta. Living in the past, Kieran Pryor. Yanni Zane Hamid. The Shrockmaster, Austin Shrock. Oh man, I've got the hard one now. To round us off for this Hall of Fame class on the... Excuse me, the 14th of December, 2021. And this is my actual birth year for a second. I was mm. so used to saying it. Um, Viernes El Di Sermer Tercero. Jason Gutierrez. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you, everybody. Of course, if you're not already signed up to Patreon, go over there now because mine and Luke's review of NXT TakeOver London from 
five years ago? Six years. Six years ago. 2015. Jesus. Star Wars The Force Awakens wasn't even out yet. The next day it came out, and we talk a lot about that <laughs> and geek culture at the time. It's The episode is about two and a half hours long. The first hour of that is me and you talking about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Yeah. And how it was fine. Yeah. We all convinced ourselves that it was good at the time and over the years have realized that it was actually just our excitement, our excited fandom sort of made us think that way. A mixture of excited fandom and a large company doing an impression of an organic movement. <laughs> that sounds a bit like NXT itself, I think, is the lesson I learned from rewatching it. God, it really was, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, it was, a, it was an astonishing wake up call. To, to with the NXT that we thought we knew watching mm. that show back. So a fascinating little uh, show. That will be released uh, hopefully tomorrow, in fact, for our Patreon backers. So head on over, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Right, remain in Ultra Chats. Nate S, the whole Bobby Lashley winning thing feels like all the other times we've said, just don't book it. Can't wait for the <laughs> they had no choice excuses on the booking of beating all three contenders. <laughs> they had no choice. But how, how else were they supposed to get him book it? Just don't book it. Peter Mullins, who's been a member for two months. I'm so appreciative that other shows exist now to juxtapose this utter S word. It's jarring to see good content versus Raw on a weekly basis. Hook that hook. Hook section. Riot DR. Nikki is being booked in reverse. She wins a world title, then loses to Charlotte. Beats Charlotte, loses again. Enters the tag division. Wins those belts, then losing streak. Nikki not quite a superhero. Vega and Mella, totally super villains. I mean, yeah, if you actually did that story backwards, <laughs> where she ends up winning a world title, it's a good little story, that. Yeah, yeah. Which is, it's what we said... When she first won the title and people told us that we were wrong. James Hanley. WWE is a bad dungeon master. I know this because I'm a bad dungeon master. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me what the party is doing because I'm telling my story. I rush story parts because I want to get to the next big thing because it's so cool. I at least accepted this. <laughs> That's a very good comparison. Fu Yang. Memberg. Four months. Hi, first time watching live in over a year. Raw is so boring, I watch Raw on demand to fall asleep to. Get, uh, get into podcasts. Mm. Uh, Danny G. Hi, guys, and happy birthday, Luke. Thinking you fellas don't get enough credit for what you do, I honestly can't imagine what it would be like having to watch Raw each week. It would just make me sad. So I salute you both. Thank you, Danny. We get to watch AEW as well. Exactly. So it, it balances out overall. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to steal what Sean always says about this as well. I would much rather be sat here talking about bad wrestling than doing any other job. Justin, stop whispering in my ear, step host Vince. <laughs> you know what it does to me? Step boss. Uh, Peter Mullins, if you haven't, find Alvarez's story of Vince running promo class where he told Seamus and Wade Barrett to be dogs. They stared in silence for 45 seconds. Wade growls and then Vince yells, not actual dogs, called them bitches, then stormed off. <laughs> This is WWE. Oh, I need to find that because that's a great Vince mm. story. I, I mentioned this on a show we just recorded. It's the prediction show. It'll be out later. And because I'm re-watching Succession, 
the similarities between the Roy family and the McMahon family are crazy. Literally, the episode I watched last night, it has Kendall and Roman. Those are succession characters, not WWE ones. They're talking about their childhood where their father used to like let them pretend one of them was a dog and then lock them up in a cage and they would have to eat what they thought was dog food, but it was actually birthday cake to see which one was the more like powerful out of the two. Mm. And then the one that wasn't, he shipped off the military school. Wow. And you're like, is this is this actually Vince trying to find out out of Wade and Seamus? Well, I can only have one British guy. Who am I going to choose? Yeah. The guy that actually is a dog here? who will be a bitch or so, you know, that to me, Seamus comes off better because he didn't act like a dog. Or is it that he couldn't remember what the British bulldogs were called? And so he was like, be the dog. Or maybe he asked this 45 seconds ago. He forgot that he said dogs. <laughs> Laxami Narasimhan B, uh, member for four months. Yeah, he is. is the eraser, Austin Theory, gimmick name courtesy of the chat, the Gilberg version <laughs> of the cleaner <laughs> Kenny Omega. Ah, very good. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian D has said, hi, everyone. Today is my birthday. Can I get a happy birthday, please? Happy yes, birthday. you can. Happy birthday. Nate S, happy birthday, Luke. Can't believe Ollie is making you watch Raw and work on your birthday. What a heel. What's up with that, Ollie? I said, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, uh, I was actually going to sh- uh, get this image saved, but uh, I got a message from Angela from No Rolls Bards. Um, she DM'd Adam on uh, Instagram, I believe. And just said to him, what's up? <laughs> and Adam replied with, hello, I'm good. How are you? Oh, for F's sake, I've just realized what uh. you've done. Go to hell. <laughs> uh, Eternal Blue. The Sonic 2 trailer was lovely. Hearing Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails just felt right, doesn't it? Just. But hearing Idris Elba's baritone English voice come out of Knuckles' mouth was still processing. But I think I like it. Oh, and Dark Elevation was fun. Is that who it was? Idris Elba's uh, Knuckles, yeah. Uh, And lastly, Brett J. Rasmussen. This was another bad episode of Raw. Let's just beat all of the baby faces and really no one gets over. But anyway, can we just talk about Hook? Mm. The debut was amazing. What did you guys think of the match? Hashtag send Hook. Love you guys. Brett, obviously joining the chat late there. Mm -hmm. We did a lot about Hook earlier in the show. I reckon we could have just titled this we could have just titled the podcast hook and talked about hook again i mean the numbers that the podcast did were the same as the dynamite review Mm -hmm. so i mean if we'd have done it it, like that episode will do better than this one will let's just run with hook all the time now Uh, and thank you mad eyes and lightly for being members but before we get out of here one's just come in chris dudley said hey guys i'm aew all the way but this is a rare defense of wwe isn't Big E facing all the competitors similar to when Triple H did it on the debut episode of SmackDown versus Mankind Kane and The Rock? So, uh, in your opinion, what's the difference? I would say that neither of those were good. <laughs> yeah, still still bad booking. Um, well, before we get out of here, it is Luke's birthday today. It is my birthday. I am 36 years old. So, from the office, oh. first off... Oh, let me just little pop, card. Let me just pop this title on the very important table nice. because. Do you actually can you? Oh, oh, I'll hold it. Yeah. That feels good. It's nice, isn't it? Oh, the leather. Let's get that there. For some nice foley work. Do you want to keep the envelope? 
Ah, no, you keep it. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> Do you want me to hold the title again? No, I've got it. Because because of lockdown, yeah, yeah. I haven't been to a birthday card shop. No one has. And I also couldn't get everyone to sign it in person. Okay. So I'm not that prepared. There you go, mate. Oh, thanks so much. Um, ooh, it's uh, a nice more foley. Some Mick foley. Some Mick foley there. Oh, look at that. It's a picture of Boris Johnson holding cheese and wine, and it says, I hope you have a great business meeting. Business meeting. <laughs> Happy business meeting, Luke. That is topical, and I very much enjoyed. Dear Luke Owen, D-A-D, happy birthday. Lots of love. Lo Ollie, Laurie, Andy P, Adam, Richie's G&D, uh, Tempest, Liam Terry, <laughs> Jenna, Abby, and the whole team kiss. Aww. Thank you very much. That's very kind. And from us all, similarly wrapped... Oh, now I'm pretty sure this is it. Yeah, you I, did. You it did could say. be cables. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it does look like it. And it is Marvel Villainous. You haven't got Marvel Villainous. I actually do. Oh no! <laughs> I watched the actually good. I was looking at the. Your background, yeah, it, and you one, had the other two. It's one of my new ones. Ah, no. Yeah. I bought it just before Gate Gate oh. <laughs> you know, I really, And I really shouldn't have either, because we'd never have time to play it. But thank you very much. It's a very, very thoughtful gift. Well, it's okay. We'll just put it in the No Rolls Bard set, and we'll yeah. find you something else. We'll have the office version of it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. Your birthday present for the <laughs> office. From the office to the office. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone uh, who uh, sent me messages today. It's been very... I've done my title back. Okay. You sure? Well, you keep holding it for a yeah. second. Yeah. You, you weren't it. Could be like, it could be like Paul Heyman for you. <laughs> it's upside down, though. There we go. Uh, no, thank you to everyone who has sent me messages on, on Twitter or anything today or on the YouTube comment. Thank you very, very much. It makes me feel very, very loved. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. No more chats or anything. Uh, oh, let's see. Um, oh, this is actually quite hard to hold up. It is heavy, away. isn't it? I realise that when I'm doing the news, it really hurts my arm <laughs> after a while. Uh, no, no more chats. I think we can wrap this up. Well, thank you, everybody. Not a good episode of Raw. But we've got winter is coming. Yeah, so do. see you on Thursday. And tomorrow is the NXT review with Laurie and Tempest. So be around for that. What did you get up to over the weekend? Uh, well, my second Christmas tree arrived. So put that up mm -hmm. while watching Nightmare Before Christmas. What's this? What's this? There's magic in the air. What's this? What's this? Uh, because my uh, my brother's girlfriend had never seen it before. So I mean, granted, she hasn't seen anything. So this is say. so weird to 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 have someone in your life that just doesn't know movies. Yeah, like in the last year, she has seen. Like all of my brother's favorite movies as her first time ever watching experience. So like he showed her Star Wars for the first time. He showed her The Goonies for the first time. 
The Goonies, they didn't finish though because it was too scary. Huh. Um, but yeah, I was. She's, so, she's an adult. She, oh yeah, she's yeah, she's yeah, the, yeah. literally the same age as me. Um, and we were joking yesterday when we were doing Rust Talk Extra that she watched. Uh, we watched Civil War with her, and oh man, watching a <laughs> comic book movie with someone who doesn't know anything about comic books is fascinating because mm. there's a moment when Black Panther takes the helmet after a village Chadwick Boseman. Uh, who we had seen like you know just two scenes earlier dressed in a suit <laughs> and her reaction was oh my god it's him like as in it's as like, in him the character him, not the character. it's chadwick boseman no she has no idea who chadwick no boseman idea. is but she's like oh my god it's that guy that was just two scenes ago was in a suit now he's this guy didn't just did not see it coming so she freaked out when when it emerged what winter soldier had done yeah oh that reveal oh, oh. Tragic stuff. He killed my mum. Oh, 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 don't. Oh, oh heartbreak. Chills. Just why I really want them to. I've been trying to work out a way for them to like get to Infinity War and Endgame for when they come over for Christmas because they're only there for two days. So we'd have to watch both of them like across those two mm. days. Can't you can't back but you can't back to back those. Not not with first time watch. Too much. Too much. But I want to be in the room with her when she sees Infinity War for the first time. Because I want to see her reaction to this too. Oh, should have gone for the head. Oh, sh- oh, it's it's too good, right? And they, I can see you welling up. <laughs> and then the next day, on your left. Oh, oh, Avenger. I was actually thinking about it while I was watching Civil War. And I need to cry again. <laughs> Just thinking about it. So yeah, did that, and then I went to Scotney Castle um, on the Sunday to go see some friends, do exchanging of presents and stuff. Get anything good. Uh, I got a cheese and onion pasty from the cafe. That is a weird present. Oh, you're talking about presents. Are we, it, of course I When am. I'm talking about present exchanges, it's not presents for us. It's uh, presents for kids. So uh, like, we were giving presents for their kids. They were giving presents for our kids. Oh, my God. Is that what life becomes? Yeah, we didn't do a Secret Santa this year. Because so. there's kids. Yeah, because you're buying presents for the kids. How instead. old are their kids? So um, my friend Dan's kid is two. It's and, not old enough. And the, my other friend's kids are about one and a bit. Oh, my God. They don't know what's going on. So you're getting gifts, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting baby gifts. Books, most likely. We're getting books. I, 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 think, I think the little kid's getting a lot of books this year. Stories to read. Yeah. What, your kid? Yeah, my kid. That's too young, surely. Oh, well, you can read. She'll be a developing mind in the next year. But when do you start developing the mind? As from the moment you bring them home. Really? Well, I don't, I don't, you know, don't read because she has no idea what reading is or anything like that. But like in a few months, there'll be a period like she will start to realize what story time is, and we'll be able to sit there and we'll be able to read books together. I just assumed that was more of a two, three years old oh, no. thing. My friend's kid, John, has got his favorite book, and he's like one years old. Wow! But he has got a favorite book. It's a book that's just pictures of diggers. <laughs> it's my favorite book too and so he will just go dig 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 yeah. as a way to let his mum know that he wants his book of diggers and her reaction is it's so boring and so she sometimes just forgets to like take it around to people's houses oh, that's out of order she wants to read him exciting books because the digger ones they're boring so I bought him a book of diggers for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so many diggers in it 
A new book of diggers. A new book of diggers. He might not like those diggers. But it's got a little fun game in it. Yeah. Like it's got uh, on on one page, it tells you like the bits of diggers and like what bits of diggers are called. And on the other page are like little maps where you can move the diggers round. Nice. So they can like start in one position, then go around to a quarry or something and then go and like take it to a building. You know, that's that's my job. If I pack it all in is is to operate a digger. I love it. I just love oh, watching. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant that's my job. If you pack all the stuff you do together, that is no. what you do now. No. Yeah, that, that, I know we're all in the weeds. <laughs> we're in the thick of it. But when you zoom out, I'm actually, I actually operate a digger. <laughs> no, I see what you mean now. If you were to give up being yeah. uh, a YouTube personality, you would just operate a digger. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you all so much for listening. We're back on... Thursday with the AEW review, but tomorrow, Lorian Tempest will be reviewing NXT. So look forward to that. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.